This is KPFT Houston, 90.1 FM and FM HD1. Come join us for the best in blues shows. It's Blues Sundays on KPFT. The sun comes up with the Blues Cats Lounge at 6. With Boy Blues Team. At 8 it's Mrs. V's Blues. At 11 it's the Blues Brunch with Blues King Nuri Nuri. The Blues Hound takes over at 2 with Howling the Blues. To round up Blues Sundays it's Clint Broussard with Blues and Hi-Fi. A great day of blues, Sundays here on KPFT. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba. Please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. KPFT artist profile, Glenna Bell. Hey, everybody. This is Glenna Bell. I'm here at the KPFT Studios. Beautiful brand new building here on Caroline. So excited to be here. So I've been asked to talk just for a second about what I love about KPFT. Not only that they play my music, but I'm a listener. I listen to KPFT every day. And there are just so many great shows. Shows from the past that I've always enjoyed. And a bunch of new shows that are coming out for the future. So I hope everybody will tune in and continue to tune in and support our local community radio because it's true there really is nothing else like it this is only in houston kpft 90.1 fm rocks yeah it sure does kpft 90.1 fm kpft houston people of earth is next There, y'all. This is KPFT 90.1 FM, KPFT.org, uh, also 89.5 in Galveston and 89.7 up in Huntsville. So we're really reaching out and uh, reaching out to a lot of people. We can reach and touch a lot of people with our signal, with the music that we bring. We know a lot of people out there and Uh, thirsty for that kind of thing, and also for the spoken word, the kind of things that you learn here at KPFT, and still pretty much not like other places. Still very community, basically, basic community. And I'm Jacqueline Batiste, by the way. This is People of Earth and People of Earth. It is indigenous news, views, sounds, music. Um, Also from Turtle Island, and sometimes beyond. The indigenous world all is everywhere. Where. And that's what we're talking about. So uh, I hope that you've been having a great, great week. Yeah, KPFT. And uh, so I'm going to share with you at this time, this is uh, 
from the uh, Poet and the Poem, and it's presented by the Library of Congress with Grace Cavalieri, bringing us the sound of and the voice of Joy Harjo. Joy Harjo, an internationally renowned performer and writer, and she's of Muscogee Creek Nation, and she's the three-term uh, 23rd Poet Laureate of the United States from 2019 to 2022. She was here a year and a half ago here in Houston with her last book. And uh, she's also the winner of Yale's 2023 Boiling Gin Prize for American Poetry. She's also a musician. We'll hear some of her music as well. And she's an author. She's pretty incredible. So with that, we get to it right now straight away here on People of Earth, here on KPFT, Pacifica Radio in Houston. We are Community Radio. This is The Poet and the Poem from the Library of Congress. I'm Grace Cavalieri. Our guest is the 23rd Poet Laureate of the United States, Joy Harjo. She's one of the most significant women in the history of poetry. So congratulations, and the audience would love to hear your voice with an opening poem. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And I guess for the opening poem, I'll start with a love poem. And as I was coming up and learning poetry, I was always cautioned that, you know, love poems, uh, that's not real poetry, and it's hard to write a really good love poem and so on. And so I will take a risk here and read a love, read a love poem called Dawning. And um, even the birds were still sleeping when I touched ground. I went around the house opening windows, then the plants made my tea Wrote until breaking of morning. I went back up the stairs to see if you were waking. Ever so quiet, the smoky light covered the hills. No one making the rounds yet to pick up trash or edge the grass. You were dreaming when I cradled your head. Your mother's loving, tenderly in place, though she's been gone for many years, and you graying, though ever handsome, in my arms. Mm. I tiptoe back to the breaking of light and let you sleep, my king, my everything. Mm, That's beautiful. Joe Harjo. What happened when you found out you were a poet laureate? Did someone call you on the phone? What happened? Yes. Actually, Rob Casper Mm -hmm. tricked me. He'd he'd sent me an email and said, I I have a a quick question for you. Can you call? uh, Which of these times works for you? And so I told him. And the body's wise, it knows. When he said that, I'd like this like electricity went through and I thought, well, it's probably, you know, it's the National Book Festival. I've been there and, you know, I've got a book coming out and all of that. So then I called at the designated time and he comes on and says, wait a minute, we have a con- we we're all here. And I thought, we're all here. And then he said, uh, here, speak with, you know, Carla Hayden, the, the head librarian of the Library of Congress. And then she said, we want you to be the 23rd U.S. Poet Laureate. And I was hit. It was like being struck by lightning. Totally surprised? Yes, it was a total surprise. I had no idea. A good surprise. What do you think people want from you? I'm stepping into a certain time and place that's really about the people, and it's about what people want, are wanting and needing in these times, which has to do really with, I think, a native voice for one, because uh, it was told, I used to sit in these circles long ago, and they said, eventually they're going to come back to us. Because mm. this is, you know, the the root of what is America is these lands, is our, you know, we're part of this story. Oh, what a thing. So eventually, and, and so, you know, that's part of it. And it's, 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 in these times we need poetry. It's, we go to poetry, we always, human beings, all human beings always go to poetry. And they're coming for your poetry. They're too. coming, yes, for poetry. Yeah. Joy is um, a Native American born in Tulsa. She's internationally known and an award-winning poet, writer, performer, saxophone player, 
of the Muscogee Creek Nation, and we would love another poem. Okay, let's see. I'll read this one, A Refuge in the Smallest of Places. For Emily Dickinson, who knew about small places and how large things can be found there, and uh, for all those fleeing on those ancient migration trails north for home. Someone sang for me, and no one else could hear it. When I had given up and made knife marks on my arm or drank and gave myself away or was given, someone sang for me, and no one else could hear it. When demons came with rope and cages to take my children from me and imprison us, someone sang for me, and no one else could hear it. Now I am here in this tireless room of lost poetry, gathering up the destroyed and forgotten because of the song someone sang that no one else could hear but me. Mm. Joy Harjo, nobody reads like you do either. I've always wanted to know more about your teaching. Mm -hmm. I know the last place was Tennessee, right? Yes. Northeastern. And you taught a class, The Excellence of creative writing. So was that like a super class of creative writing, the very best of the best? No, what I taught there, I was chair of excellence at University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Uh, That was where the title came from. Yes. What did you do when you walked into the classroom? How did you get them to know that vulnerability and strength were the same thing? Because that's your gift to the world, that vulnerability is strength. How did you impart that to the students Just by being you? There's a long story about getting to that place. Just by poetry. I think poetry gives us that. And reading poetry of poets from all over the world and and reading and writing and so on. But to get to that place and teaching took me years. I didn't. I have not taught consistently what would happen with me through the years. I would have a really good teaching job, teaching creative writing, and then I would get to a point where I wasn't getting time for my work, so I would resign Mm -hmm. and do freelance and for some time. And then I was lucky in that somebody would say, we would like to hire you here. And I would work for a while. And, you know, I have good references. But I would leave. But there was a point in my teaching where I realized I wasn't teaching like me. I had become, I I was burdened with how I thought I was supposed to teach. Oh, I love that you said that. In an academic setting. And it, I had uh, a student at UCLA who came in with her friend, and she said to introduce, her friend wanted to meet me, and she said to her friend, I wish you would teach the way she writes poetry. And it was difficult to hear that because I knew that I had, you know, I had been overwhelmed by what I thought I was supposed to be doing, which was not me. I had to come at it in my own way, which the best poets, artists, um, people who fix cars, you know, <laughs> any of it. You have, we, have to, we have to be who we are. That's it, isn't it? Yes. Because we fall into the trap of convention, and then we realize the only thing we have to give is what's inimitable, what we have. And so I think just coming to that, if, I, if we could teach teachers that the first day, mm-hmm but artists more than ever. So Joy Harjo is with us. She has won so many awards, we would be here late. So I'll just read some of them. The Ruth Lilly Prize from the Poetry Foundation for Lifetime Achievement. The 2015 Wallace Stevens Award from the Academy of American Poets for Proven Mastery in the Art of Poetry. A Guggenheim Fellowship. The William Carlos Williams Award from the Poetry Society of America and the United States Artist Fellowship. She was inducted into the Oklahoma Writers Hall of Fame. And today she is ours. We're at the Library of Congress. I'm Grace Cavalieri, and Joy is going to read another poem. But first, before we get to that, and we're going to hear that poem by Joy Harjo. Really wonderful to be hearing her voice and her readings. And what a nice, uh, what a heck of a beginning poem she wrote. Wouldn't everybody, wouldn't all you... Uh, everybody wants to be the light of, I mean, my king, my everything. That's, uh, and here we come with uh, Valentine's Day coming up. So uh, maybe for your Valentine's, you might want to get them something really good and something that supports community and supports community by supporting a community radio station that's a part of the various communities right here in Houston. 
So with that, I'm going to uh, just say uh, we do have a bunch of things that we can that you can uh, pledge to support support KPFT and and we have these uh, gifts that can go with your pledge of support is what I'm trying to say. I'm just going to say a few right now so that you get the idea. And if you call 713-526-5738, you will find that uh, you can talk about what else you might be interested in or go to the website at kpft, kpft.org, and you will find out all the many great gifts we have for uh, people uh, to share with you when you're sharing your support for KPFT. So uh, let me just start with uh, this right in front of me, the Black Crows. They are coming to town, and we have for a $150 pledge a pair of tickets for April 5th. Now, that would be an interesting show, and maybe that's a good Valentine's Day sort of thing, if you like the Black Crows, uh, and it would be a lot of fun, because not only will you be seeing your show, you'll be supporting a com- community radio. Uh, the Blackberry Smoke, they're coming, and then the uh, and Jacob Collier, and that's, those are at a $120 pledge. And actually, that's not bad. You get that because, you know, the tickets are pretty, they run, uh, you know, what they can run these days. So, And then Governor Mule coming to Bayou Music Center. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know who Governor Mule is, but maybe you do. And we have a, bu- a few pairs of reserve seats for that. And that's February 25th at the uh, $120 pledge. So let me just mention a couple more, and then we'll uh, move on. We have bad religion and social distortion. Well, we have that anyway, but we that's a band that's coming to town, and we have some of those tickets, and that's April 22nd at Bayou Music Center, a good place to see music, and so is the Continental Club, a great place to see music. We got the Beatle Reunion Yes, the Beatles are reun- uh, getting together. That's the B-E-E-T-L-E reunion at a $75 pledge. And I guarantee that should be a lot of fun. So uh, February 27 on that. And there's a couple of pairs. We only have a couple of pairs left of, at that $75 pledge. You get a pair of tickets. See that at the Continental Club, which is a really great place to see music, hear music. And um, other people, Dash Rip Rock Speed Buggy. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I don't know who they are, but we've got them. So also we have John D. Graham and also the great Bobby Rush. Now I do know who he is, and I've met him. He's right here in these very studios that he plays music, and he's just wonderful. Bobby Rush, March 22nd, and we only have a couple of pairs of tickets for that, I guarantee you it'll be good, and that's at the Continental Club, and that's only for a ninety-dollar pledge for a pair of tickets. Really, really good. I'll just mention a few more: culture or Southern culture on the skids. Okay, and then that's uh, we got that coming on in April. There's a couple of dates for that: Carol Wonderland and Cedric Burnside. So there's that, and Paul Thorne coming to Humble, and so the Performing Arts Center in Humble, and then, of course, the Dosi do Big Barn. So I'm just going to stop there. or But I'll just say real quickly, we also have the Thunderbirds coming, and Al Stewart, and they're all supporting KPFT, and you'll be able to support KPFT if you show your support. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Five seven three eight seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Okay, so you're listening to this interview with Joy Harjo, and uh, she's being inter- interviewed by Grace Cavalieri, also a wonderful poet, an incredible uh, writer and poet as as well. 
and uh, she's an Italian-American writer, poet, playwright, and she's the host of this Poet and the Poem presented by the Library of Congress. And she actually has such an incredible long history herself. But you know where she started? She started it here in broadcasting at our sister station in Washington, D.C., WPFW-FM. So, um, so we get back to that. I know they mentioned some of her music. And so uh, let's go ahead and hear the rest of this nice interview. This one is called Let There Be No Regrets, and this was written uh, for Bears Ears National Monument, which at this moment is being um, parceled out for um, development, quote-unquote. And it opens with a quote by, a quote by Wayne Menagig Valier, and he said, I heard him say this, it was, we're not losing the birch trees the birch trees are losing us. The songs and stories that formed us are restless and need a place to live in the world of our grandchildren. They are weary with waiting. Earth continues to dream her earth dreams, though desperate thoughts fed by money hunger roam our minds. To the destroyers, earth is not a person. They will want more until there is no more to steal, Earth, who does not know time, is patient. The destroyers will destroy themselves. So many earth spirits take care of this place. They emerge from the cliff walls. They emerge from the waves of waters. Our ancestors are not only human ancestors. What do you see when you fly to the top of the ancestor tree? Mm. Let there be no regrets, no sadness, no anger, no acts of disturbance to these lands. What do you see when you fly to the top of the ancestor tree? Poetry is healing. You are said to be a healer. What does that mean? I've come to the conclusion that when we come into this world, we come here, every, every person who takes breath comes in to be healed. That every person's journey is, in essence, a healing journey. So that means that everyone is you know, in some state of healing, and we all help each other in, in small and large ways. Do you think everyone knows that, though? Poets know it. I think poets do. We don't always call it that. I mean, we're pursuing our, you know, there's the level. We're pursuing our art. We're pursuing language. We're pursuing the place without words, with words. There's where you live. <laughs> yes, it there's is. There's <laughs> where you live. No one excels you in bringing forth the living and the dead actually, emotionally, and poetically. And you have what you have, which is so unusual and so rare and so precious, is that you really are connected with the spirit world. And you can get into your nighttime mind and connect, take away that veil between here and there. And your poetry is full of it. People actually show up. And that is, I think, going to heal the world. I think it's, it's true for everyone, though. We always, if you think about it, we're, we're just as much in the world of the intangible because so many of us, we're running our memories. Things come to us, dreams. We get, you know, any, you know in any field of endeavor. But you say it. You say it. You tell it. You teach it. And it's not okay just to, have, to know it, but to spread the word, to say, wait a minute. We are really, it's, we are part of infinity. We're just the little edge of it. And that's in all of your work, and I think that is one of the reasons you're Poet Laureate of the United States, because this is a message that needed to be said and couldn't have maybe it been said before. I think there are, you know, poets innately. We, we play in that field. <laughs> that's guess, that's yeah. our sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joy Harjo is with us. I'm at the, we're at the Library of Congress. I'm Grace Cavalieri. I am thrilled to pieces. I've been reading you since 1975. Really? Yeah, when I was wow. teaching at Antioch College and you had a little teeny pamphlet out. <laughs> yeah, I had that. It's, that's when it came out, was the last song. <laughs> and I was teaching women poets, and there were not that many printed. I'll tell you. I had a book. 
1970 of um, voices in poetry, and there were 400 pages, and there were like five women poets in there. Yeah, the first anthology of Native poetry, contemporary Native poetry, there were no women in it at all, and that came out in the early 70s. But here (laughs) we are. Yes. Joe Harjo, another poem, please. The Story Will. I leave you to your ceremony of grieving, which is also of celebration, given when an honored, humbled one leaves behind a trail of happiness in the dark of human tribulation. None of us is above the other in this story of forever, though we follow that red road home one behind another. There is a light breaking through the storm, and it is buffalo hunting weather. There you can see your mother. She is busy as she was ever. She holds up a new jingle dress for her youngest beloved daughter and for her special son a set of finely beaded gear, all for that welcome home dance, the most favorite of all, when everyone finds their way back together to dance, eat, and celebrate and tell story after story of how they fought and played in the story wheel and how no one was ever really lost at all. Joy Harjo has written nine books of poetry. Her newest is An American Sunrise, and she's reading from that today. Another conflict resolution for holy beings, how we became human, new and selected poems. And she had some horses. She also wrote Crazy Brave, her memoir that won many awards, including the Penn Award and uh, the USA Literary Award for Creative Nonfiction and the American Book Award. What do you do with all these awards? Put them in your underwear drawer? <laughs> yeah. They're just nice for the minute, right? No, I appreciate oh, you know, yeah. I appreciate them. And what I, oh, you know, the list of failures is much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that very much. Yes. No, people, I always, you know, I always remind young, you know, young people who get dismayed because things aren't coming. I mean, it's, I've been doing this 50 years now. I realize it's been 50 years I've been writing. And for most of those years, there there's been... No recognition. She had some horses, which is now considered a classic. Got no attention. It is a classic. Yeah, it it was not, yeah. and many of it's it's only until very recently, actually, that. But everybody yeah. knows the table poem, and everybody. Yes, knows, that's true. We all know those <laughs> yes. poems. But um, you talk. I read your memoir, and there were tough times uh-huh. in the beginning. Your mother had to side with your stepfather. There was some betrayal. Some some rejection, but at the end of it, I came out feeling she has brought the family together and transformed it from kind of breakage in the beginning, and that that is what sacrosanct with you, the family. Mm -hmm. And that's what you make. You transform something into something else, Mm -hmm. and it's in all of your work. Talk about the family a bit. Well, uh, you're, you're right. people often ask you what's your poetry about, and what do you answer? I always say it's about transformation. And But I had really good materials to work with. We all did in the family. There was breakage. There's breakage that came down through, you know, the ancestral line. It's not really a line. It's a field. And, and when you get to a certain age, you start seeing it, and you see that everyone is still alive. It's a living being. And so what we say and do affects everybody backwards and forwards, of course. We know that with the children and grandchildren, but also backwards and sideways. So, yes, I came up with, you know, it, it's, it, it's historical trauma. There's a lot of historical trauma in my family from Muskogee Creek Nation and on my mom's side, the Cherokee side, and, and the Irish in there. <laughs> I recognize those ancestors, too. But... Um, there is always love, and that's the transforming ingredient. That's the elixir, so to speak. It's more than that. It's a force of being that ultimately, I believe that that's what survives ultimately. And all of these stories, and they're all stories we come here to heal, well, what healing can be really difficult and even ugly and rough to go through what you need to know to become yourself. You know, that's Just, stories. I want that line, just a big line like that. What you need to know to become yourself. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know, really. And so in this book, An American Sunrise, I really like your, your poem about washing your mother. It's too long for us to read. Mm-hmm. But it is 
about rectifying things. Mm -hmm. It is about uh, the final touch, the washing, the touching, and and then you you go back. It brings us into memory. I want everyone to remember the title of the book, An American Sunrise, and go right to that poem. Is it called How I Washed My Mother? I am washing-, washing my mother's body. And I came to that because I didn't get to. That's right. And I realized I was in the middle of totally something else, and the poem came. It's like the poem told me, well, if you can't wash your mother's body in person, you can wash your mother's body now. So I went back in time in the poem, because in poetry you can do that. And that was transformation. Yep, that's it. And so you changed the narrative, really. And if you were not able to do it in reality, you did it even more real than ever, because this will last forever. Mm -hmm. Washing your mother would have been a moment in time, but this is going to be something we read and made permanent forever, which is really kind of magic, isn't it? Well, it, this whole process of create being, you know, whether you're in, you know, cre- a creator in art or, or, or children or, or poetry, it is a kind of magic. Yes, and hold that thought, the magic in that. You're listening to People of Earth here on KPFT 90.1 FM, KPFT.org, also 89.5 in Galveston, and. 89.7 out of Huntsville, out at Huntsville. And I'll have to tell you, I'm really honored to be able to bring you some of these voices and to be here at this community radio station and to be talking to you here from these airwaves. And I follow uh, the progressive voice with uh, Wally James, always bringing you some very good, important information, current events, and also following uh, this program, you will find Arab Voices. And please, please, please stay for Arab Voices. Some very good programming coming from there. Again, uh, as I said, I am very grateful to be here. And uh, so that's Joy Harjo, and we're going to get back to that. And she um, was at this event uh, when this took place, this interview. She was gearing up for a performance. And they had mentioned she had some horses, one of her earlier poems, and they said it didn't really happen for her at the time. But here it is, and it was been put to music, and Joy is playing the alto sax on this. She's so gifted, and so why don't why don't we hear that? who were bodies of sand She had horses who were mats drawn of blood She had horses who were skins of ocean water She had horses who were the blue air of sky She had horses who were clay and would break She had horses who were splintered red cliff She had some horses She had horses with eyes of trains She had horses with full brown thighs She had horses who laughed too much she had horses who threw rocks at glass houses. She had horses who licked razor blades. She had some horses. She had horses who danced in their mother's arms. She had horses who thought they were the sun. And their bodies shone and burned like stars. She had horses who waltzed nightly on the moon. She had horses who were much too shy and kept quiet in stalls of their own making. She had some horses. 
She had horses who liked creek stomp dance songs. She had horses who cried in their beer. She had horses who spit at male queens who made them afraid of themselves. She had horses who said they weren't afraid. She had horses who lied. She had horses who told the truth, who were stripped bare of their tongues. She had some horses. She had horses who called themselves horse. She had horses who called themselves spirit and kept their voices secret and to themselves. She had horses who had no names. She had horses who had books of names. She had horses who whispered in the dark, who were afraid to speak. She had horses who screamed out of fear of the silence, who carried knives to protect themselves from ghosts. She had horses who waited for destruction. She had horses who waited for resurrection. She had some horses. She had horses who got down on their knees for any savior. She had horses who thought their high price had saved them. She had horses who tried to save her, who climbed in her bed at night and prayed as they raped her. She had some horses. She had some horses she loved. She had some horses she hated. These were the same. alto sax she had horses you're listening to kpft 90.1 fm kpft.org i'm jacqueline batiste i'm really grateful to be here with y'all and we're gonna get right back and also that music was from uh, joy harjo and poetic justice from the end of the 20th century call it that's the name of that earlier music was white river utes from the compilation CD, Native American Currents. Right back to this interview with Joy Harjo and Grace Cavallari. And then when you combine magic with social justice, Uh (laughs) that's high holiday. (laughs) And that's what you do. You do. How you get politics and love and progress and make a big, wonderful salad out of that, and it all works. Because you know why? It's you. That's why it works, right? Well, it's me, but it's what is me or what is I? It's we. You know, it's ultimately we. As You know, from the beginning, there's always been these ancestors, you know, speaking. You know, they're there. They, everyone comes in. I've been at, got to be at the birth of several of my grandchildren, and there's always somebody an ancestor who comes in, comes in with everyone. Visually, I can, I have seen uh-huh. also the dead. Uh-huh. And um, everyone can. Yes. They just have to open up that last neuron in the brain that is about belief. Yes, they feel, they feel them, they know, they dream. Everyone if, does. It's part of, part of our um, toolbox, isn't really. Isn't it amazing how people do deny their nighttime mind and pretend that that is something, oh, that was just an irregularity mm-hmm. when I went to sleep and all those things. They just just dismiss them as not the most important part of their being. 
Yeah, it's about half their life. Half their life. <laughs> half of all of our Let's lives. Let's have another poem. Joy Harjo is also, she didn't bring her saxophone, but she's a renowned musician, and she has a band, the Arrow Dynamics. She's won five award-winning CDs of music, including Red Dreams, A Trail Beyond Tears, and Winding Through the Milky Way. And that won the Native American Music Award for Best Female Artist of the Year. Mm. Let's have a poem. Okay, this one is called Memory Sack. It's a little short one. That first cry opens the earth door. We join the ancestor road with our pack of memories slung slack on our backs. We venture into the circle of destruction, which is the circle of creation and make more. Another poem I like, and I probably can't pronounce it, I would say, Zahotasaki's Two Women Sing. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, Because it says so much about your indomitable ability to go on. Well, it's not just mine. This is a traditional song that came on the Trail of Tears. And how do you say that word? Jihoto Socrates. Would you read it? Well, the thing is, I'd have to sing it. Oh, I think we can can handle that. (laughs) It said that two beloved women sang this song as their band came over on the Trail of Tears. One woman walked near the front of the people, and the other walked near the back with the small children. When anyone faltered, they would sing this song to hold them up. Jihoto Chazaris Flakari Momais Holwin Awachkin Obey Yakathlees Holwin Do not get tired Don't be discouraged Be determined Come together Together let's go Toward the highest place That went right to the center Would you do that tomorrow night? I will probably will as part of something Yes, it's it's in, yes. Do you know what you're going to do yet? I mean, is it still a fluid idea? Because you, you will sing, won't you? You're yes. having music. Yes, right. I will have a band there. Actually, I'm going to be playing with Larry Mitchell and uh, Robert Muller and Howard Cloud. I've played with them often, so I'm often. excited they're coming to perform, and yes, I'll be singing. This is a night to remember. Joy Harjo is our guest, and... I often think of all the things you do, and one of them is playwriting, and that is so different, uh, an art form, because the the poem is about feeling and um, ideas, sensuality, but the play is really hardcore about people talking. Mm-hmm. What is your process there? Well, I've, I, there's one, one that was just published right before American Sunrise called Wings of Night Sky, Wings of Morning Light. Uh, a play by Joy Harjo with a circle of responses, and that was published by Wesleyan in March. And so that was different. It was a one-woman show, but still I, the character Redbird would speak with the spirit helper, who was there but unseen. <laughs> and um, and then Larry Mitchell was my, I called him the guardian spirit. He played guitar because I would play and sing through the play. So you performed it. Yes, I performed it. Can it be performed by anyone else? I suppose it could be. It would be different, but mm-hmm. it could be. And then I'm working on another play called We Were There When Jazz Was Invented, which I has kn- several characters. <laughs> you had one about two people in a hotel room that uh, committed suicide? No, what, what was that, that play, I put out a call, and that's one I want to get to, and that's another play. It was going to be, uh, what was the title? But it was it's about a family uh, students they're they're grown from Indian school who were friends at Indian school come together because 
one of their uh, friends has committed suicide. And that's a play you're going to write. Yes, that's another one once I get this this one finished. I'm in the middle of... Uh, I plan to have the book of this. It's a musical play, not a strict, strict traditional, Amer- you know, Western musical. Oh, I see. And so I'm in the middle of working on that, and I'll start working on the music. And then I will. I want to do the other that other play. I find you to be highly disciplined. So I'm wondering if you work in segments... Like you say, tomorrow, you wake up in the morning, you say, today I'm going to do this play. And you don't, you don't get your mind cluttered with do, trying to do poetry. So you are, very, are you very pristine about your schedule? No, because my schedule is, even before the Poet Laureateship, which I've you know, been doing, there's been a lot, there's a, there are a lot of demands with this. It, I was busy then. I know. So. Just check out YouTube, <laughs> yeah. Joey Harjo. We are just... So very proud and thrilled that you represent our country, and I know it's going to make us change to the good. And just by your being, demonstrating how we can be ourselves, is there anything to fear in life? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have it there always, but it, again, it's what you do with it. It's what you. you yeah, there, there was one of my earliest poems was the poem to get rid of fear, and it came because I needed it. It was given to me because I needed it to live. May we have a final poem. This is called an American Sunrise, and uh, based on a golden shovel form invented by Terence Hayes, and the last words. The last word of each line is from uh, Gwendolyn Brooks' poem. We real cool. We were running out of breath. As we ran to meet ourselves, we were surfacing the edge of our ancestors' fights and ready to strike. It was difficult to lose days in the Indian bar if you were straight, easy if you played pool and drank to remember to forget. We made plans to be professional and did, and some of us could sing when we drove to the edge of the mountains with a drum. We made sense of our beautiful, crazed lives under the starry stars. Sin was invented by the Christians, we sang. We were the heathens, but needed to be saved from them. Thin chance. We knew we were all related in this story. A little gin will clarify the dark and make us all feel like dancing. We had something to do with the origins of blues and jazz. I argued with the music as I filled the jukebox with dimes and June. Forty years later, and we still want justice. We are still America. We. The voice of Joy Harjo, 23rd Poet Laureate of the United States of America. Her new book is An American Sunrise. The program is produced by Forest Woods Media Productions, post-production by Mike Turpin, MET Studios. Hey there, you're listening to People of Earth here on KPFT 90.1 FM. KPFT.org. I'm Jacqueline Batiste. I'm grateful to have brought you that uh, piece by Joy Harjo being being interviewed by uh, Grace Cavallari. And it was a great, wonderful interview on the Library of Congress, Poet and the Poem. The Library of Congress, this was back when a few years ago, when uh, Joy had just begun her uh, her term, her time as being the poet laureate of the United States. So, um, anyway, you're listening to KPFT 90.1 FM on your radio dial, kpft.org, 89.5 in Galveston and 89.7 in Huntsville. We're really uh, stretching, stretching and stretching, and we, uh, I hope you share, share with people you know out there in the woods and by the water. I want to also mention that we are in our fun drive. So with that, I wanted to also mention some of the things that you can receive if you should make a pledge at this time, and at this time to show your support for Indigenous Native American words, thoughts, indigenous, the indigenous world, as we try to bring so much of it here on these airwaves and some things that are coming up right around the corner if you want to partake 
at the Great House of Blues at 204 Caroline Street. There, We're coming soon. February 16 is Cold War Kids, and that's for a $90 pledge. $90 pledge, you get two tickets for that, and we have a few tickets. And now the Gypsy Kings, if you don't know who they are, they're just really wonderful. What a great band they are. Look them up. February 17, Saturday. We have a few pairs of tickets for that at the $120 pledge. The Gypsy Kings, great. And also Los Lonely Boys. We only have two pairs right now. And that's at a $100 pledge. And that's also coming up in a couple of weeks on February 23rd. So make up your mind and you better uh, call 713-526-5738 because they're going to go. They're going to go. And now also on May 1st, Steel Pulse. Steel Pulse is going to be at the uh, House of Blues. And we have some pairs of tickets for that at the $100 pledge. You can get a couple of tickets. And that's on a Wednesday, May 1st, Steel Pulse coming. So there's so many more people. McGonagall's Mucky Duck. And there's a lot of great music there. A good place to hear music. Sound is so great. Not a bad seat, you know, in the house, practically. Um, Some people, I'll just mention some names. I don't know this person. On February 13, John Muck. Anyway, Muck. Anyway, so there's that, $90 pledge. Um, Bill Kirchin in February 29th, Lisa Morales coming in March, and you can find out all of these things if you really get interested and you're figuring out what you want to do or if you want to do any of these. There's all kinds of other things we have, some new gift uh, things I don't have right in front of me, but we have uh, many very different things we have. So, And we have lots more tickets, too. Um, I'll... I'll just quickly go through um, people like lettuce. Everybody likes lettuce. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know who lettuce is, but they are coming to town, and they're going to be at the Heights Theater, another great venue. So they've got to be good, and that's February 17th, Saturday. And we have some special tickets for that. We have gallery tickets, and we have standing room only tickets. Also, John Oates, also there at the Heights Theater, and Squirrel Nut Zippers, okay? And then Uncle Lucius is coming to town in March, and Daryl Scott and Robbie Folks, and the Secret Sisters, and also Ricky Lee Jones, and that's got to be, that that should be a really special show coming uh, April 10th. And we have a couple of, we only have one pair of reserved gallery, gallery tickets for that. Ricky Lee Jones at the uh, $180 pledge. Also, Ricky Lee Jones at the uh, general admission at the $100 pledge. And this is at the Heights Theater, which is a very great place to see somebody. And also, Dave Mason's coming, Traffic Jams. Dave, Dave Mason's Traffic Jam. And Spiral Gyro, and so Ian Moore, and then there's some. Um, just we we do. It's really uh, really great that we get this support from these venues that offer this to us. Special here at this time, each and every time we do it, uh, they support KPFT, and so will you support KPFT? Go have some fun. And support KPFT at the same time, 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738, and also kpft.org. It's easy breezy to do. Uh, kpft.org is a good way to go if you want to do it like that. So also... Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to Joy Harjo. Just uh, was a really great interview there. And so we're coming, eh, we have a little bit of, not too many, 
too much, but we have a little time for you to get your fingers moving, get to the telephone. We have some time for that. So this is your time. 713-526-5738. You won't regret it. And if you've never done it before, let me encourage you. It's not hard. It's easy breezy. And you... um, and it, it's good, good for the soul. 713-526-5738, KPFT. I want to share a little more Joy Harjo music. This is Creation Story. Okay, we do that now. created by words are circling over this house formed of calcium of blood this house in danger of being torn apart by stones of fear if these words can do anything if these songs can do anything I say, bless this house with stars, transfix us with love. 